is Friday, November 18th, 2011, ladies and gentlemen, and do you know what that means? It means you sick bastards are late doing your Christmas shopping if you haven't done so. Christmas is a beautiful holiday only once a year where you keep the merchants in business. It is a holiday founded on the beauty of spending lots of money. So get out there, make Santa happy. And I want to paraphrase the great Reverend A.T. Ripper. This holiday season, don't forget to keep the X in Xmas. Yes? You're, you're going to offend some people with the X. Okay, I'm <laughs> your, sorry. I'm your, sorry. Facebook, okay. your Facebook friends are going to be offended by the X. I apologize to Reverend Ripper. This Christmas, let's put the triple X back in triple Xmas. <laughs> yes. It is edition number four of Lucha World, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, the clock is ticking. It's working. It's working. Yes, we are troglodytes who are trying to figure out this wonderful MP3 re- recorder that keeps messing with our heads. It plays tricks on us. You know, the great thing about doing a podcast is everybody screws up with these things. <laughs> I know, you don't feel alone. Yeah, everybody seems like it's, it's either they're screwing up with their audio like recorders or it's the, the laptops or the, the software or the phone. Talk shoe, blog talk radio. It's every everything something every time something comes up. I bet if we rented out a little like space in a strip mall or something like that, some old uh, closed up uh, smoke shop or something like that, and had a support group for us poor, you know, podcasting one hundred and one or something. Yeah, podcast challenge where it's a support group where we just kind of go in and sip coffee and tell our stories of woe. You know, like a twelve step <laughs> group. That one show we didn't record. Yes, exactly. That, that one show we talked for two hours and nobody listened to because it never got recorded. There's yeah. always there's a lot of people. I remember when you made that one show where nobody you didn't record it. It was an edition of Slam and Stand where, uh, yeah, you were you were was it? I was I was somewhere else for like early in the evening, and when I got home, I I think you guys were already done. And we thought we had recorded the show, and yeah. I couldn't find the proper button on Top Shoe to record the show. It enables us to do a conference call. And, and, and amazingly, since that time, there have been numerous people who have made the same mistake. <laughs> and that made me so happy, because it was my error, and I felt really embarrassed by it. Yeah. Especially since it was a pretty good show. Yeah. That's what I heard, but I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> It had to be the worst show of all time. <laughs> yes. Kurt's like, no, Without it wasn't. Fredo? Well, <laughs> it didn't Well, if four of you guys were on, that's fine. That was actually pretty good. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. If it was just one or two of you, I could imagine. Was it the basketball playoffs? Was yeah, it? it was the basketball okay, playoffs, too. that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, the big news of the week, as everybody lucha-wise can attest, is the Hector Garza story. Hector Garza has since returned. Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't CMLL? Yeah. Said he was going to go to Perros del Mal. And since then, what is the evolution of the Hector Garza? Story? Well, it started Friday, I think, evening, where he announced that he had quit CMLL and was returning to his home. Is it working? It's working. Okay, he was returning <laughs> to his home. Which was reuniting with Perils de Mall, with Perro Guayo Jr., Damien, Halloween. And that was 
late into the evening. It continued on in the evening where somebody interviewed him and asked him why he left. And he kind of said that the reason he was leaving is because he felt CMLL, CMLL had gotten really stale and that he had actually, his face turn had fallen apart. So after that, going into Saturday morning, at that time, at that time, they thought Hector Garza would be joining in with Pearls del Mall to to work against AAA, but then that also he also made a note that he probably wasn't going to work with AAA, which <laughs> of course changed. He did, he, he kind of said he kind of said if that was part of the deal, he would be happy to go there. And during that time, in the I think at that time they asked him what happened to the CML World Title. He had mentioned that he had returned during the meeting with CMLL. He returned the belt to them, and then he went, he left. So then Saturday morning, he goes on the sh- on another ra- um, radio show and, an- and and pretty much shits on uh, CMLL. Wow! Really? <laughs> he didn't he didn't say anything really bad, but he just said that he just got he used a different tone. So he was cr- he more was very critical. Yeah, he was very professional in in the mm-hmm. evening, where he basically said that he thanked. Paco Lone, so CMLL mm-hmm. for the time. And then the next day, he pretty much said, that he, that's where he mentioned the, that it was stale. His, his character wasn't, his, his, his turn hadn't really turned, resulted in anything. And pretty much, it, it's a money thing, obviously. Yes. Because, I mean, they're not, they're, they're not drawing anybody right now. So then that, that actually leads into um, Sunday or Saturday? Sunday, right? Was Sunday when the shows were up? Yeah, Sundays. Sunday, he works... The CMLL show, Lord, <laughs> the 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 Sunday show in uh, Arena Mexico, Arena Coliseo, which yes. whichever, and he works a trios match. He even gets a, a pinfall. He wow. gets a win. He doesn't. He doesn't. They don't mention anything. CMLL doesn't mention anything. About an hour later, he de- he makes his debut in a Perros del Mal show. <laughs> I can't help I, but wonder if. If there's a small room he goes to at night, he's lighting incense, leaving flowers to uh, a statue of Cthulhu or something like that, and he's channeling the spirit of Brian Pillman. So he, he basically shows up. He shows up at Perils del Mall. He helps Perils del Mall. He, he does the run-in. Of course, they end the match. You know, oh, here's the funniest thing. They asked um, during the first interview, they asked Hector Garza if, he was, um, disappoint- if, he, if there was any concern in joining Perils del Mall. Because um, they had just lost their hair. Remember, they had they yes. lost the hair match, which I have no idea what ha- has to do with. But you know, it's, there's a certain level of um, kayfabe mm-hmm. within lucha, uh, even amongst the reporters in Mexico, that it kind of it, some of the questions kind of sound a little weird. So sometimes the wrestlers don't really know how to respond. Well, it's strange when you're asking if you're asking a percentage of questions that are smart questions. Yeah, like the, like going, him leaving CMLL and stuff like that about the world title and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden you ask him, people are worried about you joining a promotion where where the promotions lost a lot of value because they lost their their hair, and it's like <laughs> that's um that's part of the you know that's part of the work. Yes. <laughs> so. So he made the comment that that wasn't a that wasn't a big concern. They lose, they win, and you know the funny thing is with Perros Zamal, they I mean there's all every match usually ends up in a disqualification anyways. So it's like and Lord. of course this match ended in a run in by Hector Garza attacking I think um, I can't remember who he attacked in that one because it was the AAA show where he debuted and attacked Jack Evans, and then the next day he debuted in AAA <laughs> doing a run in. <laughs> But he's still going to work. Wow. Here's the thing. He's still going to work with... Um, C- he's still going to finish his dates with CMLL. He worked another match, I think, recently. I think he worked the Tuesday show. 
I'm not quite sure about that. But he worked one of the recent shows. You're talking about talking CML, CMLL, the Chloe, yes. Chloe Sayo show then. Yes, he worked the CMLL show. And they didn't make any mention of him. He was still the world champion. And he didn't he hasn't dropped the belt. They haven't set up a match for where he's gonna drop the belt. So this is really confusing basically. I almost can't <laughs> I almost can't help but wonder who's working who. Is he Doesn't it tri- kinda of sound like a work like a like a plan? Yeah, almost like well, that's why... It seems kind of like a work. That's why I say channeling Brian Pillman, or maybe both one or both of the promotions are channeling Brian Pillman. It looks like... Yeah, because, I mean, that's the last time I ever heard of somebody working one promotion, then showing up in another promotion, yes. then showing up... Because I think Pillman worked an ECW show on a weekend, and then showed up on a Nitro, didn't he? Didn't he? Like, I believe that's like how a, it went. As a fan, he showed up like... I remember, I remember him being wheeled out in his wheelchair... Uh, with his cane and I believe it was Mikey Whipwreck he started beating the yeah yeah and I remember just it blowing my mind and I can't remember what stage of the work that was in of course Hector Garza and Brian Pillman totally different (laughs) I mean Hector Garza's got the whole pretty boy look to him yeah totally different but if he could if he could pull off some silly coup here I mean they don't have a history of working the boys or working each other in Mexico I hope they don't I hope it's not that but he's he kept he's been professional he's been very professional throughout the the whole situation. But I think he, he's basically made it known he's not going to come back to CMLL. That's basically... Well, I think he's wise because you never know if one day he might want to for oh, yeah. whatever reason. I mean, Santo and Conan are two people who just burned the bridge. Yeah. And Conan still tried to get back. I mean... Yes. He still tried to come back. The problem and one is has Paco to... hates him. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's the thing with somebody like Paco Alonso, unlike a Vince McMahon who with the exception of Randy Savage, is willing to let bygones be bygones if there's a little money at stake. Yeah. Paco Alonso holds a grudge forever. Yeah, Santo's been in his doghouse for, like, the longest time. And, and boy, and it's, I it's mean... It's just a money issue with him, more than anything. Yeah, and, well, and, and the thing with Conan is, you know, Conan is a very savvy businessman and negotiator, and he rebounded, but de Santo, he's been suffering ever oh, since. Oh, really? Yeah, he has. Well, I mean, he's he his his wife. I think he makes enough money off of those um, those tours outside of Mexico, where it's he still does enough. So he, he yeah is he does turning enough. A he's, he's not draw like his shows aren't drawing in Mexico. Yeah, like the most recent one didn't draw anything. But so that's basically the getting back to the whole Garza story. That's where it's um. That's where it's at right now. It's kind of in limbo. It's man. well, right. He's he's gone. He's basically gone. Yeah. He's still working his final shows, and that's kind of the situation that Mascarita Dorada's in. Also, mm-hmm. he also debuted in AAA this past uh, weekend. Interesting. He left, but you knew about. I mean, we knew about him leaving. Like, I mean, he. Yeah. I think since last year, he's been kind of thinking about leaving, but he came back. And but in the last, I think, what was it? Over the summer, it kind of started to look, notice. You could, you could kind of tell he was already starting to leave. <laughs> Interesting. Because he gets booked outside of Mexico. So I mean, he works Lucha Baboom. He works in Hijo Santos shows. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of... He worked the Lucha Libre USA shows. It's interesting because it seems for the majority of wrestlers who try to do independent bookings in Mexico, it's the worst of times. But yeah. for a select few, like... Seems Cassandra was able to make a living doing indie bookings. Uh, like yeah. I said, Mascarita Dorada. Yeah, Mascarita Dorada. And his thing is that he also was one of the guys mentioned in the WWE tryouts. 
So we still don't know if he's going to go there. And which is possible. It, it's possible because I mean AAA is very he's he's been very professional too with his situation. I mean he's he's still working CMLL shows. Wow. He's still finishing up his shows. It seems like I, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if there's something going on where they're thinking of just like letting guys work a little, you know, not being so lax. They're kind of lax on where they're going to let the guys work nowadays. Kind of feels. You mean CML? Yeah, CML. I don't being know. Being a little more permissive. Yeah, than where they're. Days. Yeah, no, I mean letting them leave in a certain manner, like mm-hmm. you know, except only person they can work with is Hijo Santo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <They still hate laughs> that's the bridge. That yeah, that's is, like no. The bridge wasn't burned. Because I like I like I up. like I said with the WWE thing, I just found it kind of weird that you had one of the main book one of the bookers at the at the show, and all these guys in CML actually showing up on the show and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. That it kind of seems a little weird. It's an interesting time yeah. for Lucha Libre in Mexico. Yeah. Um, now, the talk is that business is on the skids in Mexico. Oh, yeah. CML looks really bad. Their situation looks horrible. I mean, I think they're going to close up. They're, I, I don't know what they're going to do with um, the, the building in Guadalajara, but that looks really bad. And actually, their last couple of shows were really... The shows that they've aired in uh, on their TV show, they haven't been that bad. Interesting. They've actually, now, they've actually been pretty good. The Guadalajara Arena is one they own, right? Yeah. Okay. But they've actually sold some of the other buildings in the past, so... Wow. I don't know. Could be a turning point for the yeah. oldest promotion. Well, you know, the thing is, they have so many guys that they have... That they book, but most of them aren't under contract. I mean, these guys can leave whenever they want, so... Yeah, that's... Well... That's one region where CMLL is truly in the Stone Age. Is, yeah. I mean, contracts are just a part of the business today. Yeah, now it's a handshake. And that's what Hector Garza said. He had a handshake deal with him. It's like wow. handshake deal, and he lasted eight years with that handshake deal. But he was getting, he was one of the guys who was getting a, a certain amount that made up for the handshake. <laughs> <laughs> the handshake deal, so it's not, it's not like he's going to be totally upset and Paris Del Mal uh, are they drawing <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, I know you, that before the show you just asked me if they still existed <laughs> yes exactly I mean running shows not, not exist existed well what's as, funny is I, I as I will admit I've been totally out of touch with AAA for a while and I thought the Paris Del Mal promotion was more in storyline yeah storyline yeah I didn't yeah. realize that they were still doing it. yeah they shows. still do shows um they do well, but it's like, it's still not... Their, their shows, I mean, I don't know, I think it's the name. They have a mm-hmm. fan following. Gotcha, that's like pretty much, following Yeah, that's, that's more of it, more of it. But you could tell some of the smaller indie groups are, are starting to lose a lot of... You know, they're, they're, not, as, they're not drawing as well. But that, that's like, that's in the U.S., the same thing. Mm-hmm. Indie wrestling isn't a big popular thing right now. Well, indie wrestling, I don't know about Mexico, but in America, indie wrestling so much suffers from, you know, you're drawing a core audience, and if the aim is to make money, you, and you're only drawing a core audience, and you're not appealing to a more casual crowd. Yeah. You know, I think that's always going to be its weakness. I yeah. mean, for a long time, I don't don't know about forever, yeah. but... Did you watch the Chikara eye pay-per-view? I did not. <laughs> I wish I did because I was really enthusiastic. It's still there, on there if you want to. Yeah, I, I do want to watch it because, well, and I heard Mike Quackenbush's uh, interview on Figure Four Daily. Uh-huh. 
he is a great pitchman. I mean, yeah. he sounds so exuberant about what he does yeah. that I, I was sold. <laughs> yeah. No, I still do. I do intend st- to watch it. I'm still trying to figure out how long the pay per view was before I decide to order it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sit four hours watching another pay per view like I did with those Mexico pay per views that were like nonstop. It was like four and a half hours. <laughs> four and a half hours. I, I only watched like two, three and a half hours and stopped. I was like, yeah, I think I'm done. I yeah, got, I, I mean, I've heard that people enjoyed the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether it was match quality or presentation. Yeah. Um, you know, the Chikara that I saw of the DVDs they came out with a few years ago, I dug the concept, I dug the gimmicks, I dug the wrestling. The only thing I thought is, damn, they they need some real production in here. This is yeah. This is a really wacky type of... Mexico sounds lucha libre, um, but it's one where you do need some not nothing high budget, but you need some production values because yeah. what they were the way they were shooting it, it was like indie shows were shot. I think they might have upgraded recently. Well, now now with the technology moving yeah. up, I mean technology now you could anybody could record something in HD. This is true. <laughs> you got people on YouTube posting stuff on HD. That's why that I they think there's so much potential yeah. in this day and age. It's yeah. so funny that you know wrestling is in such an odd way. You know, there's you, there's so much you can do with it. And now let's talk ten minute, twenty minutes of, about piracy and how it's ruining wrestling. <laughs> 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 no, actually, we should talk about the CML press conference. Yes, first. let's do that because that's an interesting yeah. story. So yesterday they held their CML, they held their press conference unannounced. They held a press conference. I don't know how they... I don't know who, who... I mean, those guys in Mexico must really know... They must only send it exclusively to a certain amount of people. Because mm-hmm. those guys were there. and um, But they didn't mention it on their website. They didn't mention it on Twitter. I think they might have mentioned it early in the morning. So they start the press conference. Everybody assumes that this is going to be the debut of the new Mystico. Yes. Who apparently is going to be Angel de Oro. Who, If they're going to give the Mystico gimmick, it would be him. That didn't happen, which was kind of a bummer. And it was very anticlimactic when, with people expecting it. Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of funny. Um, so they announced the new Japan, the, the guys traveling to Japan, mm-hmm. which are going to be Mascara Dorada, Valiente, and... Um, oh, shit, I forgot who else. Mascara Dorada, Valiente, and Atlantis. Atlantis is going to be there, too, for the Tokyo Dome show okay. in, um, in January. And then they announced a couple of other guys for their um, two shows that they run together. The CML New Japan fan, um, Lucha shows. Um, I think it's going to be Rush's debut in Japan. Really? Dr. Lucha is going to be is really excited. I heard he's getting tickets. He's getting tickets. <laughs> he wants he wants you to travel with him, Kurt. I would be there. Yeah. In fact, I did Front hear... Front row ringside. I did hear him. Do you? Oh, I, even better. You guys got to get Dave Meltzer to go. That would be awesome. And if I could just lobby to make sure John Strongman is there... I would, life would be complete for me. Well, he's probably going to be there. Very cool. Yeah. Well, then I, I'm going to have to see that somehow. He wasn't announced, but I think he's probably the part of the New Japan crew. Yes. So they don't announce. They, they didn't announce anybody, actually. I think they announced only the... No, they did announce those guys. The New Japan site didn't announce those guys. They didn't announce who they were going to bring in for the Tokyo Dome show. Yeah. I, I heard Steve Sims talking about Rush heading to Japan. Yeah. Uh, he seemed kind of down on him. Yeah. Being, I... I I actually think he's gonna be he's gonna he's gonna be the most popular wrestler in the history of Japan. Actually, I agree. Not he's since gonna be it. Not not since Antonio Noki yeah. or Mickey Dosen or um, Giant Baba. 
That's right. <laughs> Rush is gonna have a whole new stance on the Baba Chop. Yeah. Well, I I am an unapologetic Rush fan. I dig that cat. I I know the push is probably premature. New Japan mentioned when they mentioned what he was when it meant when describing mm-hmm. Rush in their in their posts. They mentioned he's handsome. <laughs> that was it. That was like they didn't mention his wrestling ability or anything. Just that he's handsome. That's funny. And um, I can't remember who else is going to... Oh, Mysterioso Jr. is going to be there, too, for that show. Sombra, all those guys. Mm-hmm. But Rush, the big news is Rush is, is going to be... Rush is going to Japan. Gonna be the... Also, uh, on that show, on the press conference, they had uh, Atlantis finally named his new trio. The trio he's been working with, which is Maya Jr. and um, Delta. He finally came up with a name. The name, Titanis... Del Atlantida. Atlantida. Yes, I was hoping Titanes del Ring. Yeah, wait up. <laughs> Titanes del Atlantida. And wait a minute. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh well. Basically, what happens? He finishes introducing his team, the name and everything. They walk out. Shocker comes in. Shocker, remember those um, those videos of um, that new guy that was gonna debut? Mm-hmm. How it's gonna be one guy? Apparently. Yes. Apparently, Shocker announces that it's actually not one guy. It's two guys. Wow. It's Titan and Triton. I dig it. So, one of the guys is named Titan. Atlantis and his crew come back, and they announce that now, because Shocker's new guy is named Titan, they have to change their name again. I love it. I love it. So, so Shocker's Shocker's upset at those guys, because they remember they they left him. To, to team up with Atlantis. So um, Shocker's group is basically Titan, Triton, and Metro. And they look really cool in suits. you got to check out their, the picture. They, they have cool suits. They have, I do want to see Yeah, that. they look really nice. And basically, um, Titan and Triton are Palacio Negro and um, Metal, Metal Blanco. Really? Yeah. Okay. Under different gimmicks. They have cool masks, though. They have Very really cool. cool. Very good. Really, really, really interesting. Um, I, I think it's going to be a technical feud right there at some point. I'm hoping Shocker stays as a manager. I do too. I think that guy accomplishes more in a suit than he does in trunks. He is just the two guys I think ooze charisma in CMLL are Shocker and Rush. Yeah, the only thing Shocker sometimes gets lazy and can't work. <laughs> he's been, he, some of the, some of the stuff he's been in has has been pretty good, but that group that group looks really good. Um, the the trio actually looks really like awesome. Like Met, Metro's a pretty good heavyweight. Mm-hmm. And their two guys are really talented. And then you throw in Shocker as a manager. Brings out his um, lollipop and his no- notebook. So right after that, they had they announced that they were going to set up the Blue Panther Negro Casas um, hair match. Okay, this is the news that I have heard. And this was the news that threw me. Yeah, they were going to announce that they were going to have a hair match. Uh, Felino shows up. Felino then tells his brother he wants to challenge Blue Panther for the hair match. So wow. then, Nero Casas is a little bit upset about this and decides, you know, I don't think it's, um... He, he's like, he's thinking he should take the match. But Felino keeps begging, asking him, let me take it. We've never... Blue Panther and Felino have never lost their hair. Yes. So that's that's something new. And Nero Casas finally decides, hey, I'll let you guys do it. So, the big main event that they've... Instead of going directly to Nero Casas, Blue Panther is basically Felino versus Blue Panther. Now... Does that upset correct, you? Correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't people kind of starting to salivate over the Negro yes. Casas uh, yes. Blue Panther match? Yes. 
Okay. Yes. You know, the sad thing, you know, and, and I understand the Felino Blue Panther, if it's part of an angle, mm-hmm. would be great. But when, when, when's their next big show? March. Wow. Are they going to wait for Nero Casas Blue Panther until March or? I guess they could have Felino drop his hair in December and. Come back with. And with Negro Casas trying to. Uh, avenge his brother. But yeah. at what point do you do it? You got to do it before March, don't you? Well. Because Felino's hair is going to be fully grown by that point. I mean, have you seen that guy's hair? He's oh, got Mexican yeah. hair, man. Yes. Yeah, but you can... Uh, that, that's one area where you can uh, suspend disbelief, disbelief and he could continue to shave his head and just say, look what he did, look what he did. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's not happening, it being CML, all of that. that this is happen. true. No, yeah. I, I... No, they're, they're probably not, not planning yeah. anything that logical. I mean, that... It seems almost like a, a mental zombie outbreak in pro wrestling today... Things that are logical and things promoters did 40 years ago when they would work a program. Yeah. It's just the opposite. They're saying, okay, what is the most ridiculous, illogical program we could run, uh, you know, from WWE... TNA. (laughs) TNA changing major angles or major wins at the last moment. I I just love how during our drive to um, UFC, you told Brian, "Maybe, maybe I should start watching TNA. If it, it sounds like it's getting better, and he said no, <laughs> it'll, it'll go back to normal. I, I'm actually a little disappointed that TNA is improving some because my enjoyment, my entertainment. Actually, his response was that to to your reaction to that, right? And he said it won't last. <laughs> yes, yes, it won't last, and that that that's beauty because I love hearing Brian Alvarez and Vinny talking about the train wreck that is TNA TV. Yeah. I mean. I love hearing Brian escalate, and you know, Vinny is more Vinny is more kind of laid back, disgust of the show. It, yeah, it's just that's my entertainment, and it only costs uh, twelve ninety nine a month. Uh, twelve ninety nine for the figure four. Uh, really? Damn, yeah. you pay a lot for that. Isn't that how much I, I'm no, still paying? I pay nine ninety nine. Okay. You lucky bastard! You do pay twelve. Holy shit! Isn't that what it is now? No, it's, I think it's nine ninety nine. Okay, then I pay nine ninety nine. Unless you're paying for something else. No, that must. You're be getting it. your feet rubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something's going on there. You're, something's. They're adding extras to you. Okay, for that's your, because to your, I am. I am Kurt Brown. I yeah. am Vandal Drum and they have to charge. I think the they price. did. They did raise the price though. I thought they did. Yeah, yeah. they did. But I think I got. Did you? Did you subscribe after? Like. See, that's the thing is I went to a different account. Oh, okay, yeah. Because they kept you... That's what I thought. They kept yeah. you on the nine ninety nine if it was... Yeah, if you... If but it was, still, it, it, it is a bargain. Yeah. It would be a bargain at 15 a month. I mean, just all the different material they have yeah. on that site. And now let's complain about their website. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Let me get to something else. Let's okay. See. Yeah, that's pretty much it. The whole press conference. Oh, they didn't mention the heavyweight title situation either. So that's in limbo. <laughs> that's in limbo. As long at, at the time of this recording, Hector Garza is still the CML World Champion. Okay. So that's basically what we know. I say give the belt to Kimonito. Well, you know that'd be interesting if they did like a tournament. That would actually be an interesting tournament just to figure out how many heavyweights they have. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know who's going to get it? Ultimo Guerrero is probably going to be the one. That Most ends likely. Up. I mean, because they can't go to Rush. Rush is too young. Sombra, it would be too soon, I think, also. It is really a different business where, you know, in the old days, back in the 70s, they had multiple 
weight classes. Uh-huh. And they had enough wrestlers that they had champions for every weight class and they had contenders and all the you know, all the championships got over. I know, seriously. And that's true because even CMLL, even like in Mexico where the heavyweight division has never been really deep. Yes. There's always been like at least a bunch of guys who were actually capable of challenging for the belt. Yes. Not recently. I mean, the last 10, 15 years has No, it's really, been a long time. Yeah, the it's heavyweight. Been a long time. The heavyweight title has. I mean, in CML and in, in AAA, it's different though. AAA has way more. That's more of a heavyweight promotion. Yes. Yeah, so. And in general in Mexico, I mean, I. I was excited a few weeks ago when I turned on CMLL and saw Dragon Lee. Yeah. It was cool seeing somebody who is a lighter wrestler actually being utilized. Wait till you see Soberano. Really? <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, he's like, it would, it's, it's like, he's like 120 pounds or something. Like, he's like. That's cool. I see. I'm so for that. Yeah. I am so for that. I mean, so many wrestlers in Mexico are so much huger than they used to be. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to. I remember when I used to, you know, read the magazines religiously back in the '70s. One of the things that intrigued me was, damn, weight classes. And well, see, I don't think they're huge. I think they're they're just more like ripped steroids. Yeah. Oh no, no. They yeah, look I just, guess that's what I mean. Yeah. Is is the look? They all have more, a similar body, yeah. body type. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's true. It's true because you don't really notice, like when you know when somebody who has a, a completely different um, body type, mm-hmm. you notice him right away. Like Bronco. Yes. Who's a tall, lanky guy. Who I'm sure at some point is going to start using, getting on something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then something. he'll look like everybody yeah. else. Yeah, but he's the I like him. Um, then you have like the the, the skinny like Ray Komet does a guy who doesn't really have a bulky body. Mm-hmm. The those those the high flyer type guys. Although some of those guys are starting to get a little like they they're oh, not yeah. as big but they're kind of built. Yeah, I mean that when I look at Sombra, you know, where I bet 30 years ago he probably would have been a much lighter wrestler. Yeah, and it looks like. It looks like they're feeling a necessity to well, grow. Just in the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that has, like, a lot of that has to do with, like, the tryouts with WWE, where they probably tell them what, you know, I'm sure they tell them what they need to work on. That's a possibility. wonder if they told them, like, yeah, you got to get a little bigger. Yeah, that's quite a possibility. <laughs> yeah, and when bigger means steroids. You so. need to get bigger, and you need to be able to pass the drug test at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> work your magic, babies. Do it now. Mm, fascinating. Well, since I started touching on uh, the old days, I guess we should mention... Oh, yeah, the passing of... Septiembre Negro, Negro um, better known in the 70s as Vic Amescua. I remember uh, that first year I started reading Lucha Libre magazines. Every magazine would come with this huge poster, a uh, color poster in the middle of the magazine. And... One of the first, the first one I ever got was one of Cesar Valentino, and I, the second or third one was this huge poster of Vika Mescua, who had a shaved head, which back in the day, you know, it wasn't like today where a shaved head. That's is a, accept. That's like accepted. It's or, cool today. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. You look really exotic. It's the and norm. Bizarre. It's the norm now. Yeah, it's the yeah. norm. It's the mixed martial art cool look. Yeah. And I remember this poster of Amesqua with this really cold look on his face, shaved head. I'm like, dude, this looks like Yul Brynner on a really pissed off day. <laughs> and and uh, it was like a, what would you call, like a multi-purpose room in our house that we had. Uh, it would be a, like a party pad for me and my friends, but it was also a place where my brother did his 
uh, older brother would do some woodwork. And one day I come in, and my Vicomescua poster is gone. Oh. I'm like, what the hell? And he said, my brother said, okay, I can put up with his stupid wrestling posters. But that guy just kept staring at me from the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, the, well, the biggest story about Vicomescoa was not as Vicomescoa's. When he took the gimmick Septiembre Negro, you know, meaning Black September, which was uh, what the press dubbed the uh, really tragic events at the Munich Olympics yeah. in 1972 when the Palestinian terrorists uh, held hostage you know, an, you know, Olympic, you know, members uh, from Israel, and eventually killed all of them. And it's it's funny. I started watching wrestling in the summer of 1972. Coincidence? <laughs> but you no, know, this is the trip. Is I remember I was not into the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Channel 13 wrestling and. My parents are trying to get me to watch something a little more cultured. Look, gymnastics. Look, Olympian wrestling. And I'm like, Olympian? <laughs> this, <laughs> That's gay. <laughs> yeah, this is stupid, man. Like, this guy is raking the other guy's eye on Channel yeah, 13. Yeah. That's not wrestling. This is wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it reminds me of those, uh, like, the South Park episodes where they're trying to teach him uh, wrestling. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> and it's like, That's not wrestling. This is wrestling. And they're just talking the whole time. <laughs> Oh, but I, I remember I did not watch any Olympics until, you know, my sister, and I think she knew how to get me to watch the Olympics. She said, Kurt, you got to come here and watch this wrestler on the Olympics. I'm going, why? She says, trust me, come in here. It was the American wrestler Chris Taylor. Oh, yeah. Who was... Who became a horrible wrestler, wasn't he? Like a real... He became a professional wrestler and was terrible yeah. at it. No, but he was like the amateur wrestling... Uh, uh, the amateur wrestling version of Haystack Calhoun. He was this big, giant, plump dude who would pretty much just squash his opponents from his massive girth. Uh-huh. That got me watching the Olympics. And then as I'm starting to enjoy the Olympics, suddenly there's live coverage of uh, the Israeli Olympic team being held hostage by the terrorists. And... I sit there watching optimistically, saying, oh, you know, yeah, this will get settled. Yeah. And then I remember uh, when they very grimly announced the news uh, that they had all been killed. Uh, I mean, it was a it, it sent chills down me. Yeah. And they immediately followed up, uh, you know, showing a collage of all the members, you know, date of their birth, date of their death, and... When September Negro hit Mexico, I think it was the following year. I had no idea. <laughs> they don't. They, they didn't hesitate. Well, actually, that's how the Taliban too, right? A year later. Yes. They debuted yes. also a year later. Yeah. And they even did a, a CML. I think also did a trench coat mafia. Thing. Yeah, like right after the the, the Columbine yeah. shootings. Yeah. The the weird part about that was it ended up there was no trench coat mafia in uh, Columbine. That was just 
the wild imagination of <laughs> one student and the press just were so eager to yeah. get something on paper really fast. I can imagine it's probably some kid who just comes up with these these weird ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's high the whole time. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Dude, they Dude, were in trench coats everywhere and they're in these shotguns and Yeah, but, uh, you, you know, I, I, it didn't, I didn't learn till much later that uh, that's what a Mescua's gimmick was. You know, and, and, you know me. I'm pretty liberal as far as sick and twisted gimmicks, but that's one that I thought was. And it still continued that September Negro gimmick for eons. Yeah, because there's there's been other guys who have used it afterwards. Unless it was him, <laughs> it could have been him. <laughs> no, he used it for years. I yeah. I I know somebody because he eventually turned babyface, which is really a strange. September Negro as a babyface. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you imagine like a. Hey, Osama bin Laden ain't such a bad guy. Let's welcome him to the States, you know? No, I, I, uh, he teamed with Moscaris. Well, you know what? It could have, he could have, like, if Osama attacked somebody who was a greater evil, mm-hmm. he would have been a babyface. That's you true. Think about it. It's kind of like wrestling. It's an thing. If he, if he attacked, yeah, hate people him. would, people would be forgiving. It's kind of like a wrestling storyline. <laughs> yeah. We see that every well, week. <laughs> but what I know is that sometimes they use, I, I, I have a friend who was wrestling Tijuana, and uh-huh. he was in a tag team match where he he and his partner wrestled Moscaris and Septiembre Negro. And I remember him telling me, I was wrestling the oldest man in the world who just shouldn't have been wrestling anymore. Wow. And the funny part is they put Moscaris and Negro over two straight falls, and they just bump for them like crazy. Because well, especially when you wrestle Moscaris, that's yeah. what you do. You bump like crazy. You, you wrestle his match. You know. Um, unless you were Bruiser Brody or something. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> and male Moscaris will work your yeah, style. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> I remember him saying after the match, Moscaris came up and gave them a lecture saying, September Negro, you know, He's getting up there in years, and you, he, like, you needed to show him more respect. You needed to like bump for him more. Jeez. It's like, what the hell? We put you over two straight falls, and yeah, you know. So it, it's funny. I always, I always thought I, I never saw him wrestle, so I can't say what the quality is. But I remember when I saw him in the magazines of Vic Mesco when I was a kid. I just thought this looks like one bad motherfucker. Like, yeah. this looks like you know. Uh. This looks like an intimidating individual, and it always makes me wonder why he went with the September Negro gimmick. And I don't know, maybe he was just a really terrible wrestler. And... I wonder who came up with that gimmick. I wonder too. I, I, yeah. well, I I'm remember. sure. I'm sure there's info on it. And it was really controversial. I yeah. Mean, Wolf Ruvinsky, who was, you know, part of the boxing and wrestling commission, was Jewish and was really offended at. And yeah. They I could much imagine. Yeah, they I'd be offended too. Shut him out. Uh, shut his opinion out, which is a shame. Yeah, there's somebody you want to have share his opinion. Mm-hmm. And we have other news. We have other news. Actually, we don't. Just kidding. <laughs> so, rest in peace, Vic Mescua. Although your September and Negro gimmick sucked. No buys, as people will say. Was it uh, <laughs> oh, um, in TJ? They're having a, a feud between the two Hijo de Rey Mysterios. What? <laughs> they're ha- they're running a, an angle where the two Hijo de Rey Mysterios are feuding. Basically, what's going on is um, remember the the second one? Who's, yes. Who, who everybody? 
I mean, I don't think you have you seen him wrestle. Yeah, you did see yes, him at the at, San yeah San Diego. Well, I had seen him before that. That's why I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't sure. Um, who's really good? He wrestle. He um, he's been wrestling under the name. So the other, the real son, who had stopped, decided he did want he did want to come back. Really, I did not hear he had a change of heart. Yeah, he had a change of heart. He came back, and now they have two hijos, the Rey Mysterios. Of course, if you if you ever see them promote these guys. Promoters never mention that they're hijo de Rey Mysterio or, you know, one or two or whatever. Yes. It's always Rey Mysterio, you know? And they always use, like, a picture that kind of makes you think, hey, is that Rey Mysterio <laughs> from, from WWE? Hey, Sin Cara yeah. versus Sin Cara Sin Cara's on there again. <laughs> so um, they're doing that feud over that. And it's, like, it's one of those, like, strange feuds. Like, it's like, okay, guys, that's kind of a... <laughs> Besides, I think that other guy could probably get away with not being Hijo de Rey Mysterio. The second guy, Horace, I think he could probably do something else and he'd be fine. Easily. Yeah, he's actually really talented. I thought he was good. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him. Yeah, what else were we supposed to talk about? Well, I know we didn't plan this, but... We could talk about whatever. It's a podcast. It's our podcast, damn it. Um, We got time to kill. Now, Sin Cara... uh, you want to ask me more about Sin Cara? Well, ask more about Sin Cara. Since, <laughs> since we touched upon him just really briefly. You want to ask me about that luchador document, that, that, that El luchador show that I still haven't watched? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it and then uh, yeah. a lot about the luchador show we haven't seen, and then yeah. we'll talk about it again later when we've seen it. Yeah, well, you know, Sin Cara, getting back Sin to Sin Cara. Uh, what are your thoughts about the. Uh, the feud with Epico. I haven't seen Epico. Okay. I haven't. I stopped watching WWE. I'm pretty much done with okay, it. Okay, gotcha. Kind of. I still. I ca- I catch the raw stuff every once in a while, but it's like I'm so like not into it anymore. Mm-hmm. And with so much lucha available, it's like I don't really. Yeah. Need, and, and Japan, I don't really have to watch that. And I must mention that I took your advice and started checking out the lucha available on YouTube. Yeah. And I have even less reason to watch anything WWE. Yeah. I will say if I know Sin Cara is going to be on, I fast forward. And you'll watch I, it. I like to follow and just see where he's going. I think the current... I do hope they bring in some guys from the tryouts because... I hope in, they don't. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> no, I don't care about WWE in general, but I do want Sin Cara to thrive. Well, you know, the thing is, like like I was telling you on the... on the, I think the last time I saw you, how FCW is actually like a little more entertaining. You were than, telling me that's actually Yeah, yeah, more, that's actually watching. with Dean Ambrose and uh, William Regal. They have a couple of good guys on there, but, you know... I do have to make an effort to check that out because, you know, it's, it's not exactly the glory years of pro wrestling right now, but there is some stuff worth searching Well, out. there's a lot of bad stuff, too, nowadays with wrestling, oh, yeah. so... But, I mean, with Lucha, I mean, you, with Triple A, it's the same as always. Triple A is the same as always. You could just watch the opener and you're pretty much <laughs> done with it. I, I caught I, I caught a part of a six-man tag, which was the Parka turn. Uh-huh. Or, I, I don't know. Was I, that the Heroes Immortales? No, it wasn't. No, it was after was one Oh, it was where he beats him down, where he beats where down he the... beats down Jack Evans at the The technicals. Yeah, the technicals. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Jack Evans and Phoenix together. Yeah, yeah, it's the beatdown. And, uh... While I thought it was cool seeing La Parka at ringside taunting the fans, 
the whole match went way too long since it was mainly just an angle. Just him match. beating up the, the the technicals, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you watch the Harold Mar- the the pay per view show? No, I no. haven't. <laughs> yeah, skip. No, no, okay, <laughs> I will skip that since there's so much uh, more worthy things they, to check out. They did a a show with um, the the most recent show that that aired uh-huh. in Mexico. They I still haven't finished watching it because it's I mean it's like two and a half hours basically now. Because uh, they, what they're doing in Mexico now is um, the main, the the trip, the Televisa. We're getting the tel- the the Televisa CMLL show, mm-hmm. which is one hour long, yes. and that's all we're getting in the U.S. Well, in Mexico, they get that and they get AAA for one hour also. The AAA hour is basically the the semi main event and the main event, but on the regional television mm-hmm. shows stations, they're getting the 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 earlier part, like the first. Um, from the opening match all the way to the semi-main event, two hours. Wow. So they're getting you're, you're now getting the full shows on on, on for AAA. CMLL has so many different shows that it's like, you could you practically can, live inside CMLL's yeah. brain. If well, I think that's part of the problem. They have so many <laughs> they have so many TV shows. It's like who wants to go to the you know? Do you really want to go out in Mexico and to, or stay home and watch wrestling? I think I'd rather stay home and watch wrestling. Yes, I mean, yes. Instead of going to the building, I mean, I'd be more worried about like somebody driving by and shooting me. I was going to say, you know, I... Well, well the AAA, the, the most recent show, they had a um, La Parca interview. Mm-hmm. He comes out and does a promo in front of the fans. And, I mean, he just had one of these great promos where he just, like, he just starts shitting on the fans, like, how, how, how for the past 15 years... Antonio Pena gave him his name, and and he um, and he's basically he's basically made the name, and, and it it was all him. It was never the fans. They all sucked. They all turned on, they all turned on him, and all this. He's just ripping on the fans. That's what misses. That's what's missing in wrestling so much today is I see so many people who want to be heels, but they're only being heels toward their opponent. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on the well, fans. that's what Doctor Wagner. What Doctor Wagner, and that's what people. Oh, I never understood why people never saw that. Dr. Wagner always did that, which is why I've, I've never been a big fan of his as a heel, mm-hmm. because he always played as a he always played a babyface like towards like when when it kind of became cool to be a cool heel. Yes, he did that. So, but so Lepark is like he starts talking about. So not only does he talk about that, he goes back into his um, career. Mm-hmm. So he starts with the with the um, the Laparca showing up, L.A. Park showing up. He's mm-hmm. like L.A. Park shows up. What happens? All of you guys start cheering for him and you forget about me. Cibernetico turns on me. He turns on me. He, he hurts my son. <laughs> he turns my brother on me. And you guys still cheer him. And he's like, and then, and then, um, who was the most recent person? That has to be somebody else. Oh, he formed his own group. Remember, he formed his own faction. Yes. La, La Inframundo. He's like, I formed my own faction. And what happens? AAA takes it away from me. And he's just like going on a rant. It's not like I, I, I'm doing the recap for the show, and I, I wrote, he sounds like an internet um, kid, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, just an internet mark, like like to just one of those guys who just complains about everything. So then he's finishing it up, and the fans are just booing him, and he just ends like a like 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 a screw you and screw all of you, and you all can go to hell. And he just leaves. And that's that's what a heel should <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, and and this is something I don't think is just. Me being an old man remembering the old days, I remember the heels were so contemptuous to the fans. Yeah, he just totally just like people were just <laughs> booing him. He he didn't give a shit. He was just like, You guys turned on me? Yeah. That basically what he did. He mentioned how the fans turned on him. He gave him reasons why he turned. He he told them, he even told him, I don't know why Octagon turned, but I'll tell you why I turned. And he and he was talking about how the only person he trusts trust now is Dorian Roldan 
because he has the same vision as um, as um, Antonio Pena. So he's using the connection to Antonio Pena. Yes. Uh, Antonio Pena died. Once Antonio Pena died, everybody turned on him. But back, back and that's just a great that's just a great that way is to great do it. Stuff. I, I mean, we've talked about this before. We've been to many indie shows where there's people who are really good wrestlers in the ring, but you know, there'll be a heel and they're saying, "Well, the fans were cheering me. I guess these yeah. are fans who like to cheer heels." And I, no, no, because you're just acting cocky and smirky like baby faces do in this day and age, and you're only being a heel toward the wrestler. You're not. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You're working. acting nice to the fans. Yeah. He, you know, I remember Gordon and Goliath just like looking down their nose and, you know, saying "Shut up, Mexican!" to the fans. You know, yeah, I remember now. He started with the he started with the shoulder injury. Remember, mm-hmm. he suffered a shoulder injury. Yes, and he was talking about how he came back. Triple A asked him to come back. The fans asked him to come back. He came back. He wrestled injured, and nobody thanked him. <laughs> so it was, just, it was just like all this stuff like it was like a pent up frustration he's, he's just coming he's doing an interview where he's coming interview where he's coming off as a pissed inferior too bad he's a shitty wrestler but yeah yeah but he's I mean, got yeah he had a great he had a great promo right there yeah when I in fact when I saw that tag match where uh, he just watched uh, Jack Evans and Phoenix and then just came in and beat the shit up yeah exactly when he watched that, the thing I kept thinking was I would just love to see Jack Evans and Phoenix as a team together. Yeah. One, I, I never get tired of Jack Evans. He's the only person I like watching where I'm saying he could do a high spot fest and it's just awesome. He yeah. is unique. And then Phoenix, I have only seen him a handful of times, but I He's awesome. I am loving him the more I see him. Yeah, he's really good. He's really good. I mean, from from the young guys and they're pushing him. He's He's actually getting a push, which is kind of funny because AAA all these years had all these good high flyers pass by and they never really pushed them. I mean, even a guy like Aerostar never got pushed. Yes. And Phoenix kind of seems like a guy who they're kind of, maybe he's from TJ. (laughs) You know, remember the fascination with TJ that Mm -hmm. they've had. But he's a guy who's actually, and he's really good. He's really talented. So, and that's that's the other guy that's really good. They've kind of been mixing in a lot of the, that's one of the things I noticed with the last show that where Garza debuted. Mm Mm-hmm. They're mixing in a lot of the young, a lot of the other guys, with um, the main event guys. Like Phoenix worked with, um, I think he worked with Doctor Wagner, and some of the other main that's event guys. That's a plus. That's yeah, so, awesome. So they're 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 trying to change a little bit more. Cool. Yeah. So that's actually that's actually. I mean, the Laparca Octagon stuff seems. The only thing is, Octagon's voice is really grating, so I don't think he's going to be as as strong as a heel as um mm-hmm. as Laparca. Right. Because <laughs> Laparca Laparca could talk, and I don't mind hearing him. Octagon, oh my god, it's like it's like it's like your your your, your grandfather telling you oh, stories. Oh no. <laughs> and then I remember. So instead of heat he's gonna get sympathy. Yeah. Like, like like hey, we can't boo this poor old guy. Yeah, they, now I have not seen Octagon in action. Is his age evident in his He hasn't been good in like ten years. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he's been pretty bad. But that I I mean I still I'm still not a big fan of those guys either way. Like I like the low parka thing just because he's really he who knew he had that in him? A good promo. Same here. And I yeah. remember they had several shots of him. The camera should have gone to him more frequently at ringside. But I, I saw several shots where he's just taunting fans and they're getting yeah, really yeah. pissed off. I mean, yeah, they're not just doing the things where they give him a thumbs up like, hey, you're a great Rudo. You well, know? He, started, just... he started losing fans when L.A. Park came in. Because mm-hmm. L.A. Park is just such an awesome worker. And, oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's, got the, he's got the fan base behind him. I mean, once you see them two, them both... And you you see Ali Park Russell, it's like okay, this is the real one. <laughs> so that's that's what's going on with AAA. 
Here oh, wait, we got another one. Um, AAA is bringing in TNA's Gunner. Are they now? Yeah. Aren't you excited? Thrilled. Do you know who he is? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea who you should, is. You should, can you give me a... a, a who's that guy that was on? <laughs> Judah Jean LaBelle. Wow. For- <laughs> wow! This Gunner I've never seen, but I am so excited. I, I just anticipate him hitting the ring. and yeah, If he's big or little or wide or short... I, I'm actually curious. I, I don't know. I've never seen him wrestle, so I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw TNA. I, I, I guarantee you could put all the wrestlers, uh, have a photo of all the wrestlers. We should have TNA. a contest one of these days. Can you During name the, all the TNA wrestlers? Yeah, the TNA yes. wrestlers. How many TNA wrestlers? But we'll do TNA it with the, everybody on Slam and Stand. Yes. I'll use like clues, and then you guys have to guess who I'm mentioning. That would be great. And every time we get one wrong, we have to take a drink. <laughs> and what will be the difference with the yeah. Slam and Stamp podcast? Or we have to spark the owl. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mentioned because uh, everybody's like, like, who's going to care about this guy? Who is this guy? Don't you guys have to explain <laughs> who he is to all the fans? And I, I mentioned on on Twitter, I go, but this guy was number fifty nine in the PWI five hundred. Come on, <laughs> he must be good. <laughs> oh Lord! You should mention the joke about the PWI five hundred. <laughs> With the wrestlers. <laughs> How many wrestlers we've heard that don't really like being mentioned on it? Oh, it was... I remember this was, I think, the late 90s. And I believe it was Craze. Uh, was actually featured in the PWI 500. In the low 500s? In the low 400s? there in... And Craze is one of these guys who... He's the least Markish wrestler I've ever met. He could not give a rat's ass if you wanted to give him a championship, uh, you know, or yeah. give him a push. He says, I'm here to do my thing. What do you mean, who goes over? You're the promoter. You yeah, tell yeah. me if I go over or not. Yeah. Um, he's not always trying to come up with all these cra- crazy angles, which a lot of indie wrestlers do these days, <laughs> you know. Um so he's in the PWI 500, and I think every, all the boys knew it would get us to go. They said, they said, like, hey, Rob, look, you're in the PWI. I says, I know, I know, I know. People <laughs> won't stop telling me I'm in the PWI 500. We should get a, a picture of it and frame it. Frame it, it. yes, yes. <laughs> Photocopy it yeah, and put it on Facebook. Yeah, put it on his wall. Seriously, we should. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> He'd be so happy to see that. <laughs> But that's so funny. I mean, I have, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how uh, big, I don't, I actually, I don't know what even, what that guy does, like in TNA, what the angle, what, what he's doing in TNA. <laughs> we should, we should ask Brian, why didn't we, uh, why don't we call, why don't you text Brian and ask him who Gunner is? <laughs> I'll, I'll text him. Li- live on this show. I'm going to text him live on the show and I'm going to say, I do not know who, who Gunner is, but I do know who John Strongman is. Why doesn't TNA take him? He roars like a lion every time he shut chops somebody. Yeah. So, actually, that's a great question. Why TNA doesn't do drug testing? Why can't they bring in John Strongman? They don't do drug testing. I don't think they do. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he's been in um, Lucha Libre USA yeah. and all. He's and actually what are they talking about. How could they do drug testing? They use Jeff Hardy. They uh, <laughs> use Bob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, who proudly yeah. Jeff Hardy, out. Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, I just remember that that whole story about the Hardy Boys going to Mexico. I was really looking oh, forward to that. I know. I I thought there is a great there's a great reality series right there, and you don't even have to doctor it up or anything. Say just turn on the camera and watch it go down. You hear about these guys who get tryouts with um, TNA, and you're like, that guy does spot I me. Mean, <laughs> you could, I mean, you just know just from their Facebook pages what the stuff they do. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> They don't keep it private now with Facebook and Twitter. I actually like the concept of running a wrestling promotion where you have to be high on something. Yeah. If you want to wrestle, you cannot be active unless, you know, you're a pothead or you're a steroid freak. Uh, I draw the line at methamphetamines. That's not. Yeah, great. yeah. That's but not you know, cool. but but yeah, I like that's, it. That's hey, that's a Breaking Bad angle though. Yeah, that would be have good. Have a Breaking that's Bad storyline on there. That's true. Yeah. I, hey, I think Jack Evans could play a great J- uh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse you know? would be um, Walt. It would be Walt. Um, <laughs> have to be Conan. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Yeah. Well, well Conan has a much more uh, educated uh, vocabulary than the majority of wrestlers, so he yeah, could cut yeah. a real uh, kind of a pseudo physicist interview. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like this idea, you know. We should have a, a Breaking Bad, AAA Breaking Bad episode. <laughs> oh, I love the ideas we come up with. I, yeah. You know. And we're not even drunk or anything. I know. <laughs> God forbid we ever uh, inherit billions. I could of only dollars. imagine. I could only imagine this being the new um, thing for um, drunk people, turning on a podcast, <laughs> clicking a, getting an audio recorder and, and recording their thoughts as they're. <laughs> That's the new thing. Like, oh, let's, let's talk about lucha libre. Yeah, well, we, you know, we have to do the the podcasts that are so popular where you get in front of a camera and stare into it and says, "I want to give my thoughts on the Randy mean, Orton angle." You mean like a YouTube shooter? Yes, yes, exactly. You ever notice they're all like from England? <laughs> wow, or Ireland or something? That's kind of weird. Wow, that oh, it is true. It is yeah. true. Hmm. Very true. You, have you seen that video with that guy who cries because he loves Shawn Michaels? No, no. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Oh. But it was actually kind of touching, though, because I think it was something about his um, dad. His dad um, took him to his first wrestling match or something. Oh, kind of like a... Yeah, he was giving like though. a storyline. Story kind of like another twist on the, it's still real yeah. to me, damn it. But I love... This is going to sound strange, but I love Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was I gonna, um, oh, I I watched. I got to recommend a match that you probably should watch. Yes. Um, Mascara Dorada versus Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah, from this past weekend. It oh, aired okay. this past weekend. Then I do have a DVR. Yeah, it was on Galavision. No, it aired on Fox Sports. It's on YouTube. Okay. Then. It's on the Cubs fan page, so you can find it. Okay, I love uh, the array of stuff you can find on the Cubs fans page. Yeah. Um, basically, what happens? The first two falls are really short. Mm-hmm. And the third fall, I mean, it's just Mascara Dorada just coming up with all these crazy spots. <laughs> just amazing, like, all the stuff he can come just up with. Just almost like he's a... Yeah, it's just amazing. Can I outdo yeah. myself? He does this one bump where he... The guy's laying on the on the mat. Mephisto's on the mat. Mm-hmm. And he's going to... Or actually, he's not... Yeah, he's laying on the mat, and he's going to do, like, this splash. Mm-hmm. But he's going to jump onto the middle rope like he's sitting. Yes. And then he's going to just fall back on the guy. Trip out. That spot was really cool. Then he does this other spot where he's going to do a, 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 a like a plancha, but onto the 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 the, the ring, the you know the, the the outside of the ring. Okay. You know, just that little like small little the space. Apron. The apron, just yeah. a little side right there, and and 
and it's just amazing the stuff he does like I mean indescribable you just have to watch it it was a good it was a good match I mean I think that's probably one of the I would say top five but I kind of do agree with a lot of people who thought it was a little bit more um more of a spot fest Mm mm-hmm but it's like a really cool spot fest, though. Not just any spot fest. Yeah. I mean, one that is... Yeah, it's just name. a really cool match. That's definitely a match you got to check out. I will look for that. Yeah. And I do recommend uh, any people out there looking for good YouTube stuff. The Cubs fan has a great array of Lucha yeah, Libre He puts videos. everything up there. Yeah. It's yeah. a it's a candy store. There's something for everybody. On Let's hope this. he doesn't get discovered by some... <laughs> by, by some... Uh, company that decides that they want to because all the Japanese promotions always get into trouble the the Japanese promotions start are starting to bust the guys on YouTube are they really well they do it more often than because it's, oh. it's a TV stage the stations gotcha I think Galavision doesn't really give a crap <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think that's what it is Lucha doesn't really get a lot of so you could just post it on YouTube and it's fine that's cool they don't really care well we covered a lot tonight. wait we're gonna talk about Yaves y Candados what the Monterey shows Oh yeah, that's right. That's the other thing that I saw. I I saw some of that. I I saw an interesting tag. Was it something recent? It was very recent. Oh, yes. it was okay. It was. I'm surprised. I thought because when I said I, when when you were telling me about it, I thought you were talking about something old. So I said I said you don't want to watch the new stuff. <laughs> and then you yeah. you kind of said no. I, it was the new stuff. It was the new stuff. It was a Holy team called Gemelos Muerte. Uh huh. And who did they wrestle? It was a low rent. Uh, that I don't even remember. Again, this was a video I, I w- was kind of. Was it Monterey? It was Monterey, yeah, it was Monterey. definitely. It def- well, the reason I started watching it is, yeah, you know, I've said this before. I'm an unapologetic fan of ambiance. You know, I, I dug the look of, the old school ring, the old school arena. I, I think they were advertising like on the. Matt, there was an advertisement for the Carta Blanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, beer. Was, yeah. And I, I just kind of dug the atmosphere. Yeah. And, the, yeah, the wrestling was not the best. One of my friends uh, is an announcer on there. Really? My kid, my friend's kid. No way. He's an announcer, yeah. Uh, He's this kid who was, used to just interview uh, people at, like, eight years old. Really? Yeah, oh, now cool. He's, he's, like, a grown-up now, so now we feel old. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, because he, he started when, I think, what, like, I found I became friends with the, his dad like in like nineteen ninety mm-hmm. nineteen ninety nine. I didn't even know he had another son. <laughs> I should e- I should email ask him when did you have this other kid? Oh my god! <laughs> Seriously, yeah they they they've been running a website like for years. Like their website still looks the same as the as it back then. <laughs> they and they had there's a wrestler who I I must say I only saw maybe a minute of his actual in ring action. So judged on that, he didn't look very good. But he had one of the greatest wrestling names I ever heard. Big Neurosis. Yeah, yeah, okay, then it is, um, it is, it is recent. It is recent, yeah. Yeah. He's on Twitter. <laughs> follow, I love that name. Follow Big Neurosis on Twitter. <laughs> At Big Neurosis. Oh. Yeah, um, their shows, I mean, it's weird, because I actually know a lot of people who actually like that show. They, you know, they're, I am going to watch more of it, because... There's just something because it, it it got really that's the promotion that used to run um that um Lily Cavazos um the promoter mm-hmm. she used to be the one that um ran that building, and really? T-Fast's um mother 
I think oh, Lily okay. something. I think it was Lily Cavazos. I can't remember her last name. Yeah, I there, there's something. Um, there, there's an old school feel to it that I just kind of dug. Yeah, Melo's when she passed day. away, the show saw <laughs> the promotion just fell apart. That's when it went down. Yeah, well, there, it's been hit by cartel, the drug yeah. cartel. Yeah, I mean Monterey. Yeah, but Jimelo's where they they are like this low rent La Parca oh, tag team. <laughs> well, actually, that is the thing that first drew me to watch it. Is I'm scanning YouTube. I see Gemelos Muerte, but I'm doing a double take because the first thing I thought in my head is, you know, in the 60s, there was that tag team, Los Hermanos Muerte. Yeah, yeah. Who, and there's been a couple of groups, like, I remember a take you gave me of Guadalajara, I think, had something like that. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I, so I did a double take thinking, wait, this couldn't be, you know, an, an old... Yeah, an old guy showing <laughs> Yeah, and I... It could be, you never right, know. I thought, I thought, I read Gemelos Muerte, but I was thinking... Hermanos Muerte. Yeah, I love it when my mind misleads me. I thought, this couldn't be some old lucha, is it? But I looked, oh no, this is... Yeah. I said, wait a minute, this is kind of fun stuff. And yeah, so you had these kind of, you know, okay wrestlers, you know, uh, wearing a really, uh, like I said, a low-rent parka costume. Yeah. Uh, There's... I'm going to watch more. I, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll get burned out fast, but there's something kind of charming to the atmosphere there. Well, you saw that show... (laughs) The Cubs fan once recapped a full month's worth of that show. Uh-huh. Oh, no <laughs> he way. Hasn't, he hasn't since. <laughs> I, I, I just is, thought it was awesome. I like, wonder if he is doing it as hey, like you know, a way I, of testing his career. Yeah, I think, I think it is. I think he's trying to figure out if he could actually review every show. I love it. And I think he realized that there's, there's a limit. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where people go on those like survival tours where they'll go out and live in the jungle for a month to see yeah. if, they can, if they can take it. And maybe that's what Cubs fan was doing. Yeah. I think I think kind of like Malcolm McDowell and Clockwork Orange when they force him, <laughs> you know, to watch you know the, the Nazi propaganda while Beethoven's Ninth is playing. Yeah, Not Ludwig von. Their shows. What's weird is like sometimes they'll have like a show where they'll bring in somebody big, mm-hmm. like they'll have like Hector Garza all of a sudden shows up, uh-huh. and he'll work with somebody that's actually pretty good, and then all of a sudden they'll have like a next show and it's like a like this really weird like Torneo Cibernetico, <laughs> with like all these random local guys. So their shows are really like weird, like. But I mean, some people like it. I mean, I'm surprised at the number of people who like it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a bit of a shot just huh? to see where I go. You should it. review it. <laughs> uh, maybe I should do. Yeah. Actually, you probably shouldn't. You'll hate it. You'll end up hating it. Well, you know, there's some people who actually. I mean, like I said, just because you like one particular style doesn't mean that you're right and mm-hmm. other per- other people are wrong. I mean, it just means you like something. It's really different. What are anybody's taste is. I mean, hey. I don't think I ever want to watch TNA. You like Incredibly... You you wrestled on Incredibly Strange. Yes, I did, which was the lowest rent, most way out. And some of the stuff you guys did were very, like, some people thought it was offensive. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, my proudest moment was when Incredibly Strange Wrestling debuted in 1995. We got fifth place in the Observer Awards for the most disgusting promotional tactic. Yeah. I was... What was it? Just the entire promotion? Just the promotion. <laughs> Just the entire promotion. Yeah, it, it, you know, the other things, it was the use of such and such in this promotional angle. Yeah. But number five, Crazy incredibly series. strange <laughs> wrestling. I was so happy. You know, you know the sad part is nowadays you probably would, incredibly, incredibly strange wrestling wouldn't even make the list. No, it wouldn't I th- at all. I think, I think people, people would be more offended with what WWE or TNA are doing yes. than anything. Because, I mean... Let's face it, they don't really want to give people what they want, you know? It's like... No, it's true. They it's just true. complain about something different. Yeah, and I I think if there's a really obviously sick angle uh, it will. gimmick, 
that will make the top of the list. But if there isn't, I think people get pissed off when they just keep delivering stuff they don't want to see. And if an angle is exceptionally stupid, they're that's going to go on the list. <laughs> I, I, I was glad, I was proud that we were considered very stupid and uh, destructive. And How long is that worst booker list going to be for 2011? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> it's like it's like best best booker. Uh, somebody wrote a, an article on uh, on on the Observer site where the best booker was some MMA guy. I'm like, dude, that's MMA. That's different. That's a whole different. Ball yeah. Game. So so I'm, I was thinking you're gonna put like the one person as best booker. <laughs> who knows who it's gonna be? And then like worst booker is gonna be like um, who WWE, TNA, all these different people, Vince Russo. The, the, whoever books T on WWE, the writers, the, the Paco, uh, Panico, <laughs> you know, you're just gonna have like this long list of people. You know, the only thing is Triple A. I mean, Triple A, their big shows have sucked, mm-hmm. but their TV has actually been pretty good. I gotta say that. Which TV. is a plus. Yeah. I, I think there's so much to be said yeah. for that. So that's actually good. Yeah, and um, well, now that I can access it on YouTube, actually, I always could access you it. There, could but now that I know I can access it yeah. on YouTube, you save the channels and stuff. Yeah, watch them switch them up. Yeah, <laughs> just to mess with yeah. my head. Just to screw with you. Well, we covered a lot of ground. Oh, you know, I should mention the guy I actually wanted to get booked for MPW is now wrestling in AAA. Daga. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. That's cool. Power to yeah. him. Yeah, it's all your guys. I just did. I did my part. You guys didn't really. <laughs> Dan Farron didn't really do much of a uh, uh, lobbying for him. Shout out to. Um, and, and when Daga, Gaga. when Daga, 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 no Gaga. I, I, Daga. I want him to be called Gaga. Daga, Daga. I, you never know. They could change it. He's actually pretty good. He's kind of like a David Richards type, which is kind of a bad thing, though. <laughs> you know the worst thing, like in New Japan, they have David Richards tagging with Rocky Romero. Really? Was it, is it Rocky Romero? Yes, Rocky, yeah, Rocky Romero. Romero. I keep forgetting Ricky Reyes, Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Romero. Romero yeah. Yes. That's gotta be like the shittiest tag team ever. Yeah, I don't really. It's look, not gonna. They they don't have a lot of. I don't picture it doing numbers. Yeah. But, and I say that even though we <laughs> we've seen that <laughs> we've seen them wrestle a bunch of times. Yeah, a number of times. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I'd be. It's one of those things where you know technically, I can see how some people would dig them, but. I think I mean there's so many guys who are good technically who just look like another wrestler. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like David Richards. I mean, when he wrestled that MPW show, I enjoyed his match. Mm-hmm. But I also because I I can separate being like I I'm easily entertained basically with wrestling. I'm be, I'm be, right. You could you could put like you could put like two horrible wrestlers and I'll sit there and watch it. But I mean, like. There's sometimes where I see him wrestling, and it's like, yeah, you know, David Richards. <laughs> yeah. Completely yeah. different to Akira Tozawa, who I actually thought was awesome. Yeah, I, I dig him. Yeah. And speaking of MPW, there will be we a should plug their show. show in, yeah, Simi Valley on December 3rd for any, uh, any of you at, in the Southland area. Um, After we just ripped on Davy Richards, exactly. And here, I am, and here I am plugging the show, even though yeah. I don't have the information about where it's located. Uh, well, we'll have to put it. Well, on. you could go on mpwwrestling.com. Yes, yes, all the info was there. Yeah, and you'll Dr. Vandal Drummond will be wrestling again. That's right. I will be wrestling Hell Kid, and um, it does look like it's going to be an enjoyable show. It'll in a in in a in a in a Iron Man match. I believe I've been told. It's that's right. Be. That's right. Only the 
ante is up, it's going to be a 90-minute Iron Man match. Yeah, an Iron Man match between Hellkid and That's Dr. Right. Randall Dorman. And I am in really intense training. Uh, ate a pizza with the works uh, recently. Um, I'm thinking about jogging in, at In times. fact, the main event features your twin, <laughs> Ryan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, come on, you're training. You got to look like Ryan Taylor. Though. I do have to. I do have to. I, 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 the only way to train <laughs> is to do thousands and thousands of Hindu squats for days and nights on a mountain. Why don't you give us a rundown of the card? I don't have it in front <laughs> of me. Oh, man. Actually, this, I, guy, I, this guy knows how I know, to mess with my head. I know the main event is Ryan Taylor versus Scorpio Sky. Yes. Which should be good. Which should be really good. Yeah, actually. and I think there's a tag match. Mm-hmm. There's got to be. There's a... There's a 16-man elimination. No, I'm just kidding. Fredo loves messing with me. Oh I actually God, don't know what the rest of... I know there's Ryan Taylor versus... I mean, the main event. Go for the main event. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. They always have good shows. It's they kinda, do. Where's it at? It is going to be at the Boys and Girls Club in, in Simi Valley. Valley. And, yeah, go to mpwwrestling.com. Uh-huh. Uh, the newly redesigned. Newly redesigned. And actually, it is a it's very a pretty nice cool site. Yeah. looking site. Yeah. They got to get some people to write stuff on there. Dan Farron. There you go. <laughs> um, Alfredo Esparza. Yeah, I don't work for them. Though. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm only a fan. My lord, you're not under contract to yeah. them. <laughs> I, I'm only a fan. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that should do it for this episode of Lucha World. And Wait, we forgot about. No, just uh, Let's keep. We, 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 should keep we should keep going for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a slam and stand show. Pulling up every trivia we can uh, yeah, think the, of. We can come up with trivia. The like, only difference is this tape recorder won't shut us down at the two hour mark. Yeah, actually, um, it doesn't. The talk show doesn't either. Oh, they don't. I, no, they keep going. That was just a blog talk that did that to us. Uh, no, blog talk kept you. Uh, yeah, blog talk used to hang up, hang up on us. Yeah, um, talk show lets you go for at least another twenty minutes. So I've heard some shows where like people assume they're off the air. Uh-huh. Actually, Chris Zellner has done it. Oh no way! And Bix, of course, it's Bix. Oh, that's too groovy. And they're groovy. just they're just like, yeah, I just found, uh, I just saw this match. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like Bix constantly asking questions and Chris answering, <laughs> which is really interesting. We should we probably gotta get Chris Zellner on one of these shows. That would be cool, actually. One that of would these be days. fun. Have him talk. We should have him talk about lucha while we're actually not talking about lucha. And we'll just sit back and yeah. just drink it in. We'll yeah. just drink it in, baby. Oh. Well, lucha five, uh, lucha world number five will be uh, coming up soon. Hopefully, we, <laughs> we just did number long. four. Yeah, yeah, but Don't I'm worry hungry. about it. Yeah, I'm hungry. Uh, Slam and stand. Next one will probably be coming up in about three weeks. For those of it'll be in before. December. That's yeah, not, in that's the not. month of December. And remember, do lots of Christmas shopping. Keep those merchants happy. Um, and all the while, remember the wonderful spirit of the holidays. Uh, this is a bitchin' time of year. And I can't think of much else to say, but thank you for <laughs> listening. And uh, I think I'm going to go channel some wild spirits on the internet. And eventually all our souls Does will... that mean you're going to go watch porn? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. The sexuality on the internet yeah. is only part of the internet experience. One day, we are all going We are all going to just just evolve. We're all going to sink into the internet. The internet will be the universe. It will be our soul. I think what we're, we should do is, since we don't, we're still trying to figure out how to use podcasting equipment, 
-hmm. We should do shows on every single topic that we discuss. <laughs> a sports, a sports podcast, uh, uh, a podcast about movies, a podcast about television, a podcast about real life, a podcast about uh, porn. <laughs> And see just, which one, and see which one gets the most listeners. No, we just got to do it. Yeah, that's well, true. you know what? You create a web. You know, we we should discuss this offline. Actually, that's offline. right. Yeah. That's right. Since we don't have a blog talk to shut us down, yeah. uh, we're gonna shut ourselves down. But we shall return very soon. And thank you for listening. And if you want to email me, my email is liger l y g e r at aol dot com. E email Kurt all the time. Email me if you whether you want to praise me or give me a hard time. Email me if you see any problems on Lucha World. Email Kurt. Yes, and LuchaWorld.com is the place you want to go for some totally bitchin' wrestling news. Yeah, and uh, don't forget to buy your Lucha World T-shirts, um, the classic Lucha World, and tell Fredo that you want him to plug the "I Hate Your Father" T-shirt. is the most classic shirt in professional wrestling. Or in our, any entertainment uh, segment anywhere. So, okay, that's all I got to say. We'll see you very soon, ladies and gentlemen. Rockin'.